Good afternoon, everyone, and good morning to some of those around the world listening to us right now on uh, YouTube live. Oh, by the way, and we'll be watching us. Just a couple of uh, yeah, a couple of couple hours from now. You're right, John. They're watching us live. Maybe some people though. They are maybe, listening maybe, and watching. Maybe some people though just put put the YouTube up because they want to hear it in real time and take the camera off. I, I would not be opposed to that, Frank. No, I know, I know. That's what you're advocating for. We had a, a series of meetings before this show, and John Pelkey was advocating to stop the use of not all be cameras. Seen. Not be yes, seen. Yes, to not to not ever be seen. Not just with this right. show, but ever. He right. uh, is doing everything he can. He's lobbying city councilmen and women and others uh for for the ability to not not allowed to be city councilman in your he's seen no 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 just if they don't identify as a man or a woman i mean you know how 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 that how that is yes so uh i do want to say this though i'm in new york city now jeff are you still in the mountains of georgia i am i'm still uh for a couple more days for a couple more days you know i'm getting a little i'm to tell you the truth it's a little I don't know. It's a little disconcerting, let's put it that way, to look now at Florida's statistics. They they had 9,000 cases yesterday or, or today, yes. whenever they do their reporting. And uh, that's a lot. There were 1,000 cases in Orange County. That's yeah, I think lot. it was the I think the nine thousand was the single largest uh, single day number of positive cases that we've had so far. Oh, oh, by any far. It was 5,500 a couple of days ago, and that was the record. Yeah, and I think so, that's by any state, though, actually, even the 9,000. I think it's greater than... <coughs> oh, I see. Uh, perhaps when they first started testing back in March before, you know, we... Uh, yeah, New York had some big days, yeah. like 11,000 or something like that, but that was in the heart of everything. Now, granted, right. the mortality rate is very low. But that's a lagging indicator. It we'll is a la- lag Down we'll, the road. We will find out down the road about that. Hospitalizations are up which mm-hmm. is not a good sign either. Nope. So I don't know. I'm thinking maybe maybe I just stay in New York. Yeah. And, 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 and Jeff, maybe just stay in the Georgia mountains. I Believe mean, me, I'm considering it. It's gorgeous here. The hold weather's on, perfect. Hold on. I've got uh, this just coming in from New York. No. I'm sorry, Mark. You, you wish to stay, but New York has voted says, you off the island. Well, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I have Florida plates. And Ooh. I'm sure I'm a big oh target God. at this point in time. Now, now they've, they have the thing that they've they given up their last. sanctuary city policies just for <laughs> <Yes>. Mark Ferreira. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take advantage of every liberal thing New York has Absolutely. to offer. Believe me, I won't have to, you know, work another day in my life more than likely. But uh, the thing is about about New York is that they had the, uh, you know, the, the big uh, the big alert for anyone coming from, you know, these hot spot states again, Texas, Arizona, Florida right. among them. And, you know, I don't know what the enforcement is. I know that if you are caught not quarantining, however they can determine that, it's like a $2,000 fine or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know if they're policing all the seven bridges and tunnels leading into New York City. Roving bands of Tammany Hall toughs are walking the streets day and night with mahogany truncheons just looking for people like you. Well, again, I got here before the, uh, you know, the edict. Prove it. You write that on your car. Got got here early. Well, no, the thing, you know what the thing is, if they do stop you and you either have Florida tags or if you have an out-of-state license, they will uh, track uh, your airline uh, tickets. Now, I didn't I didn't fly in. So I think I'm in good shape, frankly. And and also, this is the other thing. If I'm to come down, if I'm I was planning on being back by Sunday night. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, 
be in the house. The books I've ordered have been on the stoop. <laughs> my big red machine books have been on the stoop in my apartment for, for a couple of days now, which is, of course, how Why I do just things. Download those to your iPad. would have been much easier. You wouldn't have to worry about that. I can still do that. That's probably what you should have done anyway. Uh, I mean, well, there, there maybe I, you... I don't have an iPad anymore. I have a laptop oh, okay. and a phone. Well, then it, then it wouldn't I, be I, a I hate it. My responsible. Lap- my my uh my laptop I, I didn't enjoy it so uh, not my laptop but my uh, my but my iPad. iPad but I but I can do I can do it on my phone I can do it whatever I can do it on my uh, you don't want to read on your I phone no I always what kind, of low, what kind of low rent podcast is this you know oh so anyway I was doing some research on the phone there I mean that's fine for Wikipedia or the odd athletic article but you read a so book elitist. on your phone Just so elitist Just everyone reads their phone john pelkey i read my does. phone too but i don't read novels on my phone it's not like well, hey i'm thinking of dipping into middle march maybe i'll put that on my phone jesus come on and the size font you and i need you like four words per screen Come on, it's now. true. All the, all those things are true. All those <laughs> things are true. But I but I do read an awful lot on my phone, so I don't oh, know, I know what the difference would be between all of the different things I read on my phone and something else that just happens to be couched as a novel. You know, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what is this? Nineteen forty-eight. Oh, it's a uh, novel. Let's don't. make sure that you can't read it on a certain thing because it's a novel. I'm Come on, sure John. It's 19- just it's just words. It's just sure words like anything else is nineteen forty-eight voice. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you something right now, Mister. If it were nineteen forty-eight in New York, you wouldn't be coming home. You'd be at the epicenter. You'd be at That's the greatest true, place. You'd be at the peak. That's a good point of the United States. I would we be, are well. clearly now a fourth world country. You would <laughs> then have been at the best place at the best time. I know, man. You know, Jeff, Jeff, you look like you want to say something. No, I don't. Uh, oh, I don't. Okay. I don't like calling the United States of America a fourth world country. I mean, well, we are the first yeah. of all first world countries. We're first in, you know, COVID deaths. So, OK. Hey, yeah. You know, know. Well, well, I hope we need to I, stop I testing mortality rate. I do hope the fact that um, that there are, you know, because there, there, the, the more testing thing uh, is maybe exposing the fact that there's a, a lot of, you know, people walking around asymptomatically. Right. And there was another there was another uh, study saying that perhaps there's even 10 percent more from what we from what tests uh, reveal. Sorry. Can can I can I stop you there? That was a factual in, incorrect. They didn't say 10 percent more. They said 10 times more. I saw those articles as well. It didn't say ten percent more cases. It said ten times more cases. So that's good news. And I and I did misspeak. That is good news because if it is ten times more, then we're talking a mortality rate lower than the flu, or at least equal to the flu, which no one possibly is bothered by at possibly. all. So people right. walk around all the time with the flu or without the flu, and they right. just they just walk around. Now, if if we have a mentality in our country where we, you know, kind of stay away from from folks, <laughs> I know I know that fits right into you, the way you like to live your life, John. Sure. We sort of stay away from folks. Maybe use our masks more, like they do in Asia a lot, and wash our hands more. And that's just the new normal. And we just live our lives, and we and we all get back to work, and we all go to the theater, and we all go to ball games, and we all do the things we need to do to ever work again in our chosen field. Um, maybe maybe that's maybe that is good news. Maybe the fact that these cases are exploding and deaths and host, well, we'll see. We'll lagging see about indicator. death. And, and we'll, it, it is a lagging indicator. What's more, what, 
what yeah that i was going to say and i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but that that's the more disturbing thing i think for all of us is now that we've seen the hospitalizations have kicked up again that's well, the concerning it, thing it is the concerning thing because people can walk around with this thing if they're asymptomatic or if right. they're younger or if they're non-immune compromised it's it's fine the whole idea of this whole thing is to protect the vulnerable and if if the hospitals are overflowing, not only are we not protecting the vulnerable, we're not protecting the people that need actual hospitalization for things other than COVID. Right. It becomes a huge crisis, which is why New York did what they did and shut it down so hard. And we'll see if that if that needs to be the case in the, a couple in the of future. Other things. I certainly hope it's not. I certainly hope hospitalizations are contained. And a couple of other things just to just to uh, to jump in from stuff that I've been reading about it. Uh, one of the reasons also that deaths have the mortality seem to drop somewhat is that people are recognizing what they have earlier as well. I mean, we have to throw that out there that in the beginning of this people and we were in uh, the flu season and also, uh, you know, I deal with a little bit of hay fever and people who are people were getting symptoms and thinking, well, this is just normal symptomatic of, of, of a normal flu or of my hay fever or whatever other allergy thing. People now, I, I think everybody, even the people who think this thing is a hoax, for God's sake, if they start having breathing problems and they're running a temperature, immediately they think it's COVID and they're getting care earlier. And the care that they can give you now uh, is better than it was. Is, is more advanced. So we have, a, we, have, we have a lot of positives working for us, but it is, it is, it, it's unfortunate that in the states that really wanted to open most quickly, we are seeing explosions in number of cases and in some cases hospitalizations and as far as florida central florida for those of you not listening uh, from florida they have shut down alcohol sales in bars again um that was really it's the first like, place we yeah. saw we saw cases exploding we had a number of bars in the area that shut themselves down because of the cases but well, uh, there's, a, there's a number of bars john pelkey that that's all they do they don't serve food so right might as well shut the bar down unless you sure. want an, an indoor one, place to smoke one near me these, folks can do yeah and and uh both texas and florida have walked back some stuff right have put a have have walked back opening things and that's significant as well because and let's give credit to people we want the government of florida and the government state government both of those which, which you and i've disagreed with um, on practically every matter for a long time Pretty the much. fact that they have recognized this and they are taking steps to yeah. uh, pinpoint, so I'm not shutting everything down. We're not stopping the economy completely, but I think they have been able to see, and I've seen it myself, and I know you have as well, Mark, the people in bars were maybe not taking this as seriously as they should have. They weren't wearing masks. They, were, they weren't necessarily social distancing in, in a lot of places. So they're targeting those things and, and trying to get a hold of this. So, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to hang on to the positives. I agree. I agree. It's important to hang on to the positives. There's no doubt about it. All right. So uh, what I'd like to do right now is, speaking of masks, I want to kind of uh, transition a little bit to potpourri early on. We never do the potpourri segment first out of the gate, John. We always leave it to the end, and we sort of have to shoehorn it, shoehorn in because we're always already at like one hour, 45 minutes at that point. <laughs> so uh, perhaps there's a different uh, a different take on this. And uh, I, I want to talk about and, and this is the other thing before this is a caveat before this segment begins. I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of heat for uh, for being San Francisco centric. Right. I do. And, right. and I think it's well founded. Yeah. But if we compare it to many other sports talk shows uh, and let's just take one off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. The one that's it's titled Skip and Shannon yell at each other. Uh, <laughs> that's the name of the show. You're a fan uh, of that. You enjoy that show. 
I enjoyed it listening to I enjoy listening to it on the Sirius satellite. It's not as interesting to watch. And so maybe that's a clue about the YouTube live thing as well. <laughs> but um, the problem is, is that it seems like it's 80 percent Dallas Cowboy centric because because Skip loves to talk about the Cowboys. Those are his that's his team. He yeah. covered them early. He's from Oklahoma. And uh, and yes, the Cowboys are Americans team. So there's ostensibly some sort of reasoning that you can do that. But it's literally 80 percent of the time. Right. It's either they're either talking about how, uh, you know, Skip, he's all, he's uh, Skip is either shouting about how much he hates LeBron and um, and uh, um, Shannon Sharp is either yelling about how much he loves LeBron or they talk about the Cowboys. I This show is nowhere near 80%. It's nowhere near 50%. It's nowhere. It's about 10. It's about maybe 8. That said, I'm going to talk about the Giants right now. And it starts out, speaking of this whole mask thing, and it's become, it's just so annoying that it's become about freedom. Yeah, I, I To me, that is the... That is so childish. It really is. It's not only bullshit, but it's childish. Mm. It's it's the same argument we heard with seatbelts back in right. the back in the eighties. I don't want to, to take it away my freedom. And you know the whole safety thing. You know how they they quote Benjamin Franklin John about yes. uh, what's the quote? It's um, oh yeah, uh, those, those who, who give up liberty. potential liberty, yeah, to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. I would that point is, out in this case that death is much greater than temporary. So, shut up. Not only that, the context is 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 so right. Is so out. Of, you know, it was about taxation. It was about literally the governor of Pennsylvania, the founder of Pennsylvania, William Penn, and his. He was you know he was a point oh oh one percent or even for those guys back then, and he owned all this, and he was going to give them basically a stipend to not tax him. They, he, he was going to bribe them so they wouldn't have to legislate taxing his land. So basically, Benjamin Franklin was saying, you want to give a little safety right now for your political careers, for your pocketbook, and you're going to give up the essential liberty of legislation. And through, through uh, you know, the, the fact that we're a country or an emerging country of laws, we're going to give that up. So that's the context, people. Right. It's not about whether you, you know, whether you have a safety belt or whether you have a helmet or whether you, you know, whether you wear a mask, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I, I will point out to your point, John, a safety, a safety belt and a helmet, those are designed to protect you and you only, basically. Right. The mask is designed to protect you and others. Right. Oh, That's by the, the way. And therein lies the problem. And so this Scottsdale guy, <laughs> okay, the Scottsdale City Council, and, and yeah. the reason I bring this up is because Giants President uh, Farhan Zaidi Farhan Zaidi is the Giants president. He used to be with the Dodgers. Everybody south of the Mason-Dixon line just went, what? <laughs> What's his name? Including, including both of you. you guys are... <laughs> Farhan. Farhan, Farhan? Zaidi. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not an American name. He ain't Episcopalian. So uh, the guy, you know, he's, talk, he, he, he's at an anti-mask rally, first mm-hmm. of all. Really? <laughs> I mean, well, we have a lot of free time. The, I would normally say they have the too much free time, but we have nothing but free time. So why but, not have a rally? I know, but it is Scottsdale. It's where the sure. Giants train. Yeah. It's, Arizona's getting ready for spring training of, of some sort. 
And, uh, you know, here he is out there leading an anti-mask meeting, which is, first of all, just hilarious. It's Mm -hmm. hilarious. And, of course, the first thing he says, which is the opposite of hilarious, is that, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe through this mask. Takes the mask off, rolls his eyes, says, can you believe it? What Mm -hmm. insanity. And and for, you know, for him to for him to mock the last words of a dying of a of a man being murdered. Yeah. You know, and he, he comes out with this half-hearted apology. And what Farhan Zaidi said. Who? What? <laughs> Hang on. Let me put down my Jimmy Johnson mug. Who? <laughs> Farhan Zaidi. Oh my God. This is Burka. this is the perfect opportunity, John, for you to do reasonable guy with Farhan Zaidi and, and just be, be the <laughs> and just be the guy. Really you know, do. with uh, well, you know, what do you mean? Well, just that's just the name, sir. That's, that's just that, that, name. That's his name. What do you mean? That's his name. <laughs> you don't put consonants and vowels and that in that order in this country. What damn? I'm sorry. I mean, those are the man's given name. And you know, what kind of piece of garbage communist are you, Muslim? I'm not just honestly passing along that I did not. It's not even me. I'm not even him. I'm just simply announcing that now speaking is what God, I hope everybody in your family is a mold in the grave. I honestly seem you seem to have taken that a little further than seemingly necessary, though. I would say uh, good use of the word moldering in the 21st century, because frankly, that's a 19th century word. So good for you. You're. Vocabulary is much greater than it looks there. Can I hold your spit cup for a minute? I'm not I'm not sure this works as well. Uh just watching me just you know have you a laugh. conniption fit. I'm, I'm just it is it. so funny. I don't it, even re- find it funny, but you apparently just find it no, really No, the reasonable funny. guy is just because he keeps getting the attacks on him. Keep getting Oh god, he gets higher. so much uglier. And, depending on how I get, yeah. Yes, yes. It starts just, out with the "What did you say?" and ends up with "I hope your family all dies." <laughs> and you know, and, and the whole time, the whole yes. time, he's just like, "Well, I got to be honest." I mean, obviously, <laughs> I didn't realize it would. I didn't seems, think it would. He just stays you. reasonable the yeah. entire time. It's so weird it's because hilarious. I feel like it's based on a character that's in the news a lot these days. So, what you should be talking with the reasonable guys, you say. So what you're saying is China is not a, an existential threat to the U.S. economy? <laughs> what? You're crazy. China's way over across an ocean. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. No, Mr. NPR guy. They are definitely a threat to the country. <laughs> I love, you know, it's, it's really that C-SPAN guy. The guy who interviews people on C-SPAN. You ever know, I'm one of those nerds that likes to watch C-SPAN. And so they take callers from all over, you know, so he'll have somebody on from whatever political side, left or right. Or whatever, and then, then he takes the calls. And then a lot of times the people who call in there, you know, you get 90% of the calls are reasonable. But then you get the people who are way out on the tinfoil stuff, and they're just throwing this crap out. And for whatever reason, I mean, there must be some sort of mission statement at C-SPAN is we will never hang up on anyone. And guys right. are just going off on these well, I mean, everybody knows that he, he, Joe Biden's an alien. I swear to God, he's never been seen. And it's just weird crap. And then from the other side as well. And this guy never, ever. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Now to Birmingham. Next caller. So, uh, Farheed? At- what the hell name is that? 
It's a great Far premise. I mean, you really should uh, workshop that one. You use that one already? Okay, good. No, no, it's it, it's a great bit. It, it's a it's a terrific bit. And have the I think re- Saturday Night Live has done that the bit on that C-SPAN guy, but he is really kind of that guy. Yeah, the 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 reasonable guy, regardless of the vitriol that is spewed at him. Although it's yeah. usually not at him personally, which it then becomes about at the reasonable guy. It becomes a personal attack, right? With right. the reasonable guy, which is the which is where it's funny. The message. And I know where you're going shot. with that, Jeff. And uh, maybe we'll get into that at some point in time. But uh, <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh, conversation starter, no doubt about it. This is what the reason why I bring up Farhan Zaidi is because he was being interviewed about that, about Scottsdale in general, about yeah. spring training, about all the, you know, what's going to happen because um, they're about to, uh, the waiver wire, I think, starts today, John Pelkin. Farhan Zaidi hasn't met a, wait, you know, hasn't met a, a uh, you know, a, a floating, a parsi- you know, participle free agent out there that he doesn't love. And he just signs all these ra- randos. And um, and that's what he loves. He's about to do that. So they're, they're wow. interviewing him. Yeah. And it's brought up the Scottsdale thing. That's where they train. And he literally says, fuck that guy. And he says, you can quote me. Nice. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. How about that? So well, I think public. we can all on this show agree with somebody who just speaks their mind every now and then. I know you're going to get some crap for it, but good for him. I, I, I've now become a semi-Giants fan. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. That's all it takes, especially with all the double speak you get having worked in sports all these years. When you ask a question of anybody in sports, you boy, talk about your general coach speak, you know, uh, uh, middle of the road comment. Everything is so milk toast. Good for him with fuck that guy. I know that better be the name of this episode, Jeff. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> and and literally the guy said, and then and then the the reporter tells him of this half-hearted apology that says, uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry I you know used the George Floyd uh, words to uh, you know to make a joke or whatever to make a statement, uh, and um, and then it went back to and he said, what do you think of that apology? He said, no no no, seriously, fuck that guy. That guy. <laughs> no no, he, he just doubled down. It's it's double tremendous. fuck that guy. Farhan Zaidi. Farhan Zaidi. Remember this guy's name, you know? And and, and in different parts of the the conversation, you could even move a a comma around and be like, fuck, that guy? guy. (laughs) Exactly. Really, it's such a great, it's such a great phrase. We need to, we should have a, we should live, and again, this is me throwing out something that we'll never act upon because that's really what the, our entire that's lives the, are. That's the right. mission statement of the show, really. But I think we we should literally have a segment called "Fuck That Guy," yeah. and we can move we can move the comma every now and again if it's "Fuck That Guy," if it's something that we didn't expect from somebody. But if that's it's pretty you good. know, if it's the usual, you know, Jack Del Rio's crap recently, "Fuck That Guy," and, and for me that was more because he's a skins coach. "Fuck That Guy," I yeah. sort of liked him. But anyway, yeah. good for good for the Giants. I'm pulling for the Giants. Forty three and, and twenty seven. One oh, other. I'm sorry, that's 70 games. 43 yeah, and that, 17. That, wow, how about that? I don't think that's going to happen. But, no. uh, you know, they could go 32 and 28 and sneak in. Yep, Who knows? Who knows? It's Gabe Kapler. He's, his team start fast. Welcome back. And uh, uh, the other San Francisco Giants story is that they are actually writing to their now, – now this is why I had the caveat at the top. Uh, <laughs> they are writing to their season ticket holders and asking them to send in – uh, photos of themselves yeah. so they will they will do the cutouts yeah. and put those cutouts in the stands which i think is a fun idea one and two a little a little close a little dangerous a little close to the uh look at me look at me crowd of the seattle seahawks which wear the you know the 12 jersey and celebrate themselves as opposed to celebrate the the team that they're watching 
It's 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 a little close to that for my comfort, but I get it. I understand well, it, and it's, I think, and it's really an homage to the to the season ticket holders. Yeah, and I think it's I think actually the Bundesliga, the German soccer league, was the first league that had a team. I know they they've had teams that do it, I believe. Uh, um, and they so yeah, they had their season ticket holders send them in, and they have the, the in the stadium. It, it actually looks kind of fun, and I think to your point, I think it's like for those season ticket holders to be able to see their seat with their pitch. I think that's sort of a fun thing to do. I, I do too. I don't see it in any way. First of all, I have no problem with the twelfth man in Seattle, so maybe that's it. But I don't see oh, really? it. In, I don't see it in. No, of course not. You know, I, I don't. No, no. I, I have a wearing, problem wearing a twelve jersey. Now, no, that doesn't even bother me. What bothers me is guy wearing jersey of the Seahawks with his high school number and his name on the back. <laughs> right, I know that's, you hate that. That's loser hate hat that. right, right there. Right, that right, is right. loser. I still have my high school football jerseys. They do not have a name. Of course you that. do. And I wouldn't wear that out. But uh, And I don't – I've had it on in, in years. I just look at him every now and then and think, when did it all go horribly? <laughs> uh, but uh, I, you, that's the guy that bothers me. But the 12th man thing, that doesn't bother me at all. And certainly putting these up do- doesn't bother me. Bothers you, though, and I think that says more about your hatred for Seattle. I love this no, idea. I, I, I love this idea, and I really, really look forward to watching a lot of San Francisco Giants because I'm a, a, a big fan this year, but I'm looking forward mostly to seeing behind the catcher when they're, when they're showing that camera from behind the pitcher and seeing that, or the, the black porn star meme guy <laughs> that, that <laughs> someone slips his face through. I was just thinking it's, it's a picture of me flipping off Buster uh, Posey. Well, that's what it would end that'd up have being. to be an away game. <sighs> All right. So uh, we should have probably done progressive trivia before we started this. But I, I was going to say, say that, but I, but I hate to like. No, I, I, I just jumped right in. And, uh, you know, you know how that is. And, of course, already, you know, already the uh, narrative of false progressive trivia clues has has bound itself to me, wrapped my, you know, I, I, I'm wrapped in it right now as, <laughs> as if that's all that ever happens. It's the only one that stumped everyone. And everyone is trying to tell me, everyone is trying to say that if I only would have said the Armed Forces Bowl as opposed to the Alamo Bowl. I think we all know what would have happened. Everyone would have gotten it right. All right, the last quick thing is the thing you talked about, John, the noise being pumped in at the EPL. And it's, uh, what's the team that was, was this the team playing Liverpool, which is uh but but Bundesliga is that it? Bundesliga? No, the Bundesliga is the German. Bundesliga. The Bundesliga is the German. Was it Everton league. Liverpool? They played recently. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the. Uh, that, that's the the Merseyside derby. No, it wasn't that. You talking about who Liverpool played to win? No, I was talking about the. Uh, the we we got a we got an email from uh, one of our listeners, Eric. Yeah. Uh, who I actually did West Side Story with four years ago, and um, big, 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 big soccer guy, big EPL guy, yeah. And um, but he was talking about Bundes Bundesliga. Um, they were coming back or whatever. They 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 pipe in this crowd noise. They it's the opposite. And, they didn't add crowd noise in Bundesliga. That, that's exactly it. They were right. coming back and they didn't add crowd noise for the excitement of a comeback. And so, so the idea is, first of all, should they do it? And second of all, if they do it, shouldn't they commit to doing it in a, in a realistic way or, or should they just throw the, 
towel up and say it's hilarious, like what Bill Maher does in his opening monologue, which is hilarious. Have you seen him in quarantine time? Yes. yes. It's hilarious. He'll he'll cut to let's make a deal audiences yes. from the 1960s. Oh, laughing. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. But uh, I mean, what do you think about that as a, as a soccer guy, as an EPL guy in terms of the crowd noise? What do you think of that whole concept? Well, I don't you know, I think they pumped the crowd noise in initially because for the broadcast, if you look at the broadcast and there's no uh, there's no sound, um, you're just really picking up a, a, a poorly discernible sound from the field itself. Um, which is mainly exactly just guys yelling at each other and you catch a little of that. So I think they really did it so that the, the, uh, the broadcast itself itself would be better. Um, to be quite honest, I hadn't thought in terms of what they would do for like momentum sound for left for lack of a better fun. Um, but I would say that if you are the away team and you play, you know, when I was doing brave spring training, um, yeah. Voice of the Braves. No. Uh, you know, the Braves Voice would the Braves, hit. John would, you know, the Braves would get a, a single, double, triple home run. We had different sound effects to play and got it all pumped up. You know, the other team, and it was just like absolute and utter silence. So, I mean, that I'm, I'm not really sure. Is it their job? Oh, should we pump up the crowd now? It just shut up. I think there should be a crowd. I think there should be a crowd, uh, a crowd guy. There should be a guy on those effects. I think they just hire another guy. And he, hire another guy. There's probably somebody sitting there with an instant replay who's just, you know, playing or whatever they're piping in. But I, I don't. So you believe that they should vary the sound, which, you know. It, yes, they should have. They yeah, should they, have they another should have sound guy for it. That's only in charge of that because it should be a very exactly. intricate sound when yes. when the team's running down the pitch. They should have more crowd noise when the other team is throwing the ball in. It should be less crowd noise. It should be yeah. just like it is in real life. We want to get it as realistic as possible. Have a guy. Have a guy or a gal okay. or whomever. I am available for that job, by the way, Bundesliga. <laughs> and exactly. uh, I have instant replay experience. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I, I've done shows with Jeff where he's at instant replay experience. All right, yeah. we're ready for the progressive trivia. My screen is ready to share. Right. Jeff, we'll go for the first set of clues, and here we go. Let me know when it's up. It's up. All right, there it is. And uh, at some point, I will be a little bit more. I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I used to do this all the time, and suddenly I feel like I'm in kindergarten with with a PowerPoint. But at any rate, these are the first set of clues. This is a, an NFL player, past or present, ten time plus. Pro Bowler, so that means at least 10 and, well, actually more than 10, more than likely, 10 times plus. So more than 10 Pro Bowler had 175 plus all-purpose yards in the Peach Bowl. Already given you a bowl question, John Pelkey, or a bowl, bowl clue, I should say. 175 plus all-purpose yards in the Peach Bowl. Played in 10 plus playoff games in at least one Super Bowl. How about this clue? Played for five head coaches in my first five years and one head coach in my next five years one head coach in my next five years five head coaches in his first five years all right so there we go that's it now i'm going to get out of the screen so am i safe to do that jeff yes hello very good oh i i didn't yeah okay fair enough there we go and i'm back all right there it is. First five clues for progressive trivia. All right. So now 
It is not Curtis Martin. It is not Curtis Martin. Peach Bowl. <laughs> I love doing those clues early because, and that, and I do. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and forth from uh, railing at everyone, you know, painting this narrative of me of giving false progressive trivia clues. I'm gonna go yeah. from that to uh, to deep, deep shame. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna traverse between those two extreme emotions. Uh, for the rest of my time here on After Further Review, I just want to let let everyone know that that good to know that has affected me that deeply. No, I'm sure, right. and I didn't. You know, it should be pointed out that even though I said I was going to do it, I did not in the middle of the night last night text you Alamo Bowl, which I really <laughs> thought about doing. But you know, uh, we're, we still have a few years left on this. Uh, you know, God for God willing, you know, you're going to get an Alamo Bowl text just out of nowhere at some point. We are. All right. So now uh, it, it should have been spaced a little bit differently. We should have done those progressives a little bit earlier. But now we're going to go into another, yet another, Jeff, and, and it'll take me a second or two to get onto that screen. No another boy. progressive trivia that we're going to share. And that is your top five all-time NBA, you know, your top starting five NBA team all-time. So your best center, your best point guard, power forward, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go ahead and show you mine right now. And this is very tough, John. And we've talked about this before. You know, the best center, you know, someone, someone, there's five that probably would qualify. The best power forward, there's at least three or four that would qualify. The best uh, small forward, definitely there's three or four. I mean, shooting guard, I mean, it's a fun conversation. And I think what we should do is offer the two listeners that are the two viewers right now mm-hmm. that we have, uh, maybe give them uh, their top five as well, or or any of our listeners for the podcast. Give us your starting five, your best starting all time NBA, NBA starting five of all time. So okay. go uh, so go ahead and um, this talk is amongst yours. yourselves while I get the screen uh, ready for this baby. Now I thought initially when Mark said that he wanted to talk about this, I thought he was going to talk about there was a Fox Sports. Um, online story about the top five all-time players for each franchise, which was really, really fun uh, for me. And as looking through, one of the things that I remembered was I I was looking and I thought, well, the Lakers were number one, obviously. um, And I think the Bulls were like number five. Celtics were probably number two. And the one thing that I remembered was the number 13 team was the Detroit Pistons. But they were the only team where four of the five starters actually played together. So I thought if that, if there was a tournament, that might be the team that I'd put the money on. Cause you know, the odds would be, you know, out there a little bit, but you also know that, you know, Isaiah and all those guys, they played together. Isaiah, yeah. Lane beer, Rodman. And I guess du- Dumars was your shooting guard. Uh, the only guy who was not a, um, uh, a member of that team who was the all-time piston was Grant Hill. Um, but uh, that that was what I thought we were going to talk about. Um, well, and then I, I thought you'd get bunged up in the Golden State Warriors top five <laughs> players of all time, and then we'd just be at that all the, all the time. But, uh, God. Well, a lot of that, you know, I bet the Rick the Barry did not make that team, by the way. Well, the best uh, Golden State starting five would probably be a lot of the guys that are, have been starting in the last five, it, six, seven years. It is a lot, but I don't think there's an overlap. I think I think, think they only had three guys who played uh-huh. together for that was. Uh, and you know, again, I just sort of a cursory view of this, but I thought it was interesting as I was going down that that Piston team. I thought, oh, you know what? 
those four guys and Grant Hill, that might be actually, they might give the Celtics a run for their money, and particularly considering a couple of Celtics, I believe, passed away. Was Kevin Durant the best on the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Golden State Warriors, and the Brooklyn Nets? No, you couldn't. You, they couldn't you could do only that. Be on you, one. You had to pick one team. That's why the start, uh, the starting five for the Orlando Magic did not include Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, he was on. He was the power right. forward for the Los Angeles. See, that's Lakers ridiculous. Why would they do that? <laughs> yeah, that's, yes, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Kareem exactly. would be the that power is a forward. Hell of a front court to have Kareem, Kareem and Shaq. Yeah, that's holy just, crap. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. They might be tough to beat, but I figured Lane Beer. You, you you throw Lane Beer into that mix, and you know he he'd punch somebody and get him out of the game pretty quickly. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I still like the Pistons. They did the they did that for Major League Baseball earlier, and they did not have any compunction in terms of uh, t- putting players on multiple teams. Yeah, they had no problems with that at all, and uh, that was pretty fun actually to have uh, you know Barry Bonds be the best left fielder for the Pirates and for the uh, <laughs> for the San Francisco Giants as we're you know bringing it right back down to San Francisco yet again. The thing is, that's more legitimate to me than Shaquille O'Neal as your power forward. To me, that's I agree with like, that. You know, come on. But I don't think it's legitimate not to have Shaquille O'Neal as the best starting center for the for the. Well, I guess you could make an argument for Dwight Howard. I and suppose. that's who it was. It was obviously yeah. Dwight Howard. But you know, for some of us, that seems a who, by funny. the way, would have made a phenomenal power forward next to Shaquille <laughs> for O'Neal. the Lakers. No, <laughs> obviously not. So, all right. So here we go. Let's do with our best starting five. We're ready to share this screen. And uh, does everyone see this first slide yes. up here? Yes, we do. Okay, very I, nice. I do. Point guard, I'm going with Magic. I think it's hard to argue against Magic because, uh, and and this brings up the question when you're rating, Mark, were you rating this as the best person at that position or are you looking to put together the best team? Because I would always argue with Magic Johnson because of his size, the fact that he played all five positions in the NBA and had success doing those, that there may be guys who are pure point guards but no one has the versatility as magic of magic. Well, I agree. He's he's a great teammate. We know this. He's great in the postseason. We know this. And he's an all-time point guard, even if you're just going purely statistically. So to me, the entire package is Magic Johnson. I don't know. You know I'm not sure why you would pick anyone else for your for your all-time point guard because of what everything he could contribute to that team. And yes, in the end, John, it's the you're creating the best team, okay. the best team to work together and and not only to come from a place where you're an already an all-star, already an all-timer, already a Hall of Famer, right. but now now you're putting together the best team. And uh, I don't know how, you know, and, and, and in terms of a pure point guard, in terms of a, a quarterback of a team, if you will, uh, d- define that as a point guard, I don't think there's anyone better. Yeah, I've just heard arguments of people who go, well, yeah, but I mean, he was, you know, Magic also was kind of a two guard. He could put the small forward. He's got, I agree. You know, if, you, if you're going with, you know, just a, you, you go with, uh, yeah, well, uh, I, I don't, I mean, pick somebody. You go with an Isaiah, you go with a John Stockton, you go with some guys who are, you know, just fit more neatly into that box of just being a point guard. But I agree. Oscar. 100%. Oscar Roberts, absolutely. But I'm 100%. If you're putting together the best team to play, you get a guy in Magic who not only is arguably one of the two, three, or three best point guards, or at least five best just in that skill set, he's got so many other skill sets as well. Magic. So we talking about Magic. That's who Here I think go. I would Two. use. 
our shooting guard. I don't think this will be controversial at all. Yeah. Any anyone? What do you what do you say? Bueller? <laughs> no, I'm saying there's I don't think anyone would argue with this. Who's number no, two in this discussion? I, yeah, I, it's I mean, a long really. Kobe. Kobe. I, well, I guess Kobe. Yeah, I guess. And, and I, I and I will fully admit that I was much more engaged with the NBA when Jordan was there um, than I than I really was with Kobe. Um, so I, and, and I'm you know, probably yeah. giving into some of the hype that Jordan exploded the idea of the celebrity athlete. I mean, we really kind of elevated that even past, say, a Joe Namath or somebody else who was a cultural icon as well. Um, but I don't anybody's arguing with Michael Jordan being your shooting guards, not paying attention. That said, Kobe, you know, is right there. And an Oscar Robertson or some of the other Isaiah Thomas, some of the other point guards you, you refer to. I mean, the second team of, you know, the second yeah. team that that people would create would give the first team a major run for their yeah. money. Yeah, no let's, doubt. Let's let's put it that way. All right. Small forward. Going with LeBron and to your point, John about uh, versatility. Yeah. Obviously, he could play one through five. Obviously, he's done a lot of time at power forward, but he basically runs the team, and that's why I chose this picture. He runs the team like a point guard. Yeah. He is the quarterback of the team. He, he you know, He's going to have more assists than Magic Johnson at the end of his career. He may already have that. Uh, but and, and you know, I would say number two to this would be maybe Larry Bird, small forward. But uh, uh, Jerry West. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) exactly. The number three team, the number three team would give. I mean, can we have all four, the top four and have like a round robin tournament? We we, we really could. We really could. And it would be highly entertaining. But I, you know, I'm going with with LeBron here. It it feels like it might be a little bit of a wedge because he he could really be a power forward uh but i think it's i think it's appropriate to have him as small forward and um you know he's been to how many eight eight championship eight finals he's won three and if he wins again and i'm not even sure the season's gonna you know i mean you know they're going to what they thought the nba was going to where they thought was a very safe bubble and uh you know not so much at this point in time and we'll see we'll see we have we have a couple of weeks before we can really uh, figure out what's happening in Florida and, and, and the like, but uh, he's a great teammate as well. I think yeah. he makes the, he makes, I think great players are not only great, but they make the players around them great as well. And I think yeah. LeBron does that. I really do. I mean, you, you, you look at what Cleveland was when he left, you look both times, frankly, you look at what my what happened to Miami when he left. So Plus, I will um, say of, of the guys that we've that we have on this team, um, and I know what the rest of your starting five is, um, he is probably the guy who has played on teams with the largest uh, difference between a good team and a bad team. He has played on teams that were great and could have challenged w- to go deep in the playoffs without him. And, and the Cleveland team that he took to the, to the finals, the first go around. I think you would. I think we could all argue. That, I mean, that's essentially a one-man team to get there. And Magic never had to Such do that. Point. Magic Such never had point. to get there. Jordan, you know, those Chicago teams early weren't weren't great, but Jordan, they were better than those Cleveland teams. And he took LeBron. Obviously, took his team further than Jordan did when he was far and above the best player on his team before Pippen got there. Um, and uh, 
I think that separates LeBron James a little bit. And that's also, I think, experience that will make him um, on, on a team full of leaders. We will make him a guy who could uh, subjugate himself a little bit, knowing what's best for the team. I agree. I think that is a great, great point. If he doesn't have to carry the team on both his shoulders and yeah. his head, you know, unlike Michael Jordan had to do with with he had two Hall of Famers around. He had three Hall of Famers. He had a Hall of Fame coach and he had two Hall of Famers in the lineup. Even LeBron at Miami had one Hall of Famer and that was it. And uh, as yeah. as as much as we love Eric Spolstra on this show, uh, I don't <laughs> think he's going to be. He's Hall the coach, right? Of your, he's the coach of your all-time five. <laughs> yes, he will exactly. be a Hall of Famer. I'm saying that out loud right now. He will definitely be a I'm Hall of Famer. I'm not going to dispute that. I am not going to dispute that. Oh, I, I will I will wholeheartedly dispute. He's younger than me. He's got so much time left in the league. He's going to do more. He's in a place that can get free agents. He's going to be great. I'm actually surprised that somebody hasn't taken him away. I'm surprised he's not coaching the Lakers at this point. <laughs> oh, give it time. <laughs> I just look at his non-LeBron uh, one-loss record, and it's pretty mediocre. So that's why I live there. But I'm willing to change. I'm willing to uh, to um, seed that that's a possibility. All right, but I, I love that point you've made, John Pelkey, that I think if LeBron if LeBron just to, gets to be another guy on the team, yeah, then he would absolutely flourish even more than he has. Yeah. All right, we're moving to power forward, and. Um, Lots, lots of guys here as well. I guess I think Malone it's the hardest the position. That, I think it's the hardest position for me. Yeah, in in term in terms of uh, all the great players out there, who to put on this team? Carl Malone. Yeah, Malone is the guy I think of first. I, I think it, I, I think it's really diff- difficult. But I think again, you've done something that I think if you're putting together a team, you the best team is you give a guy like Duncan, who can also slide very very easily into the five, um, and. Uh, is just a guy with a skill set that steps outside of a skill set that generally a power forward has. And an ultimate team player, I think. I I mean, he will do anything that makes the team win. He will play any position that makes the team win. He will uh, do anything on the court that makes the team win. If he has to be the guy that, that gets, you know, that, that shoots it, you know, 40 times a game, he'll be that guy. If he just needs to play great defense, uh, he'll be that guy. You know, he, he, five championships uh, that, that Tim Duncan had. I think he went to six or seven finals. Uh, just a remarkable, a remarkable power forward. But you're, you're right. I mean, we're missing guys like Dr. J. I guess Dr. J would be a small forward. Maybe yeah. a, sh- uh, you know, shooting I mean, guard, perhaps. Or shooting guard, exactly. We're, we're missing great, great players i i could argue that bill russell would be a great power forward uh, even though that wasn't his position you know right. in the 1960s but at six nine and the way he could uh you know uh the the will he had because we all agree that basic yeah you need talent for defense and rebounding but it's primarily effort it's primarily will right and right. and and the will that bill russell had was unmatched was unmatched. So, I mean, why not put Bill Russell as a power forward? I mean, I also thought of that one as well. Incredibly smart guy. He was a player coach before he was a coach. I mean, just, you know, you're not even just uh, giving him a nickname by calling him a coach on the floor. He literally could be the coach of the team and be on the floor. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The center. I've got Kareem. 
Now he, uh, he has the you know he has the most points of anyone. I think he finished with six, maybe seven championships. I think six championships in his career. Uh, I don't multiple multiple MVPs. Um, uh, just a just a remarkable player from the get. Whether he was at UCLA, whether he was in Milwaukee, whether he was in Los Angeles, a winner from the get. And and yeah, I mean this one. Would you agree, John? Maybe this one is would be the most arguable in terms of all the centers that are out there. And, you know, there's probably a half a dozen you could make an argument for. Do you think this one almost more than any other? Uh, or do you think power forward still is probably the, the most arguable position? Well, I think I think it's definitely probably the power forward and, and center the most difficult. I start thinking about centers. And, of course, we bring up Bill Russell. And, again, at 6'9", Bill Russell probably would have slid over to power forward, if not, if not small forward in today's NBA. Yeah, um, yeah, but but then but then a, a guy like Elijah Wan also comes to mind because if you just think of the ability to you know, defensively what exactly. Elijah Wan can do and the sheer athleticism of the Keem Elijah Wan, um, he's a guy that you could make an argument for. But I just think the longevity that Kareem had, um, Chamberlain. I mean, Chamberlain is. A, I mean, exactly. Yeah, the names keep coming up. I think Chamberlain certainly. Um, and but, even Jeff. But Shaq is definitely in that conversation as well. But I think can, the longevity that Kareem had, and then also Kareem's ability. Kareem's another guy who, when he was in Milwaukee, I mean, he was the guy. Yeah, that was that's true. It, it was not arguable that you know no one else was in Kareem's uh, was, was on Kareem's level with that Milwaukee team. And then he gets to Los Angeles, and once they put that great team together for a run in the '80s, he's not really the focus anymore. No, he's sort of the elder statesman of that team. You know, because in addition to Magic, uh, Worthy got a lot, got, got a lot of love. James Worthy is as complete a ball player as you'll ever find in basketball. Yep. Um, and I, so I think that uh, I, I think again, just just uh, as as a settling uh, presence on the court um, on a team where. I, I think one of the good things about the team that you put together, Mark, uh, is that um, it's not a give me the ball team necessarily, Jordan notwithstanding. And Jordan was also an outstanding passer and an outstanding yeah, assist guy. I mean, and once Jackson got there, he, you know, he made the necessary adjustments to yeah. his game. Yeah, and became less of a. But yeah, if you need someone to make those shots at the end of the game, you've got him right there on your team. You got Michael yeah. Jordan right there. I mean, we right. we also didn't put Charles Barkley in as maybe a power forward, maybe a small forward. It's amazing how many names are out there of all timers, all timers that didn't make this list. All right, so I, I'm gonna I, now. I, I have to screen. I have to say about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I have zero problem with this decision, but my dad says he's lazy on defense. <laughs> Tell your dad. Tell your dad to drag. What was it? Lanier. Walton. Lanier. Oh, I can't remember. Walton and uh, Walton and Lanier. Yeah. Tell him to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court all night. Oh, so great. Great reference. Great reference yeah. of a movie. Uh, uh, of a movie, Jeff, that came out when you were maybe four years old. Did that come out in 1979? I I believe it did. Yeah, I believe yeah. it's a late 70s movie. If I'm not, mistaken. I thought it was. But I thought I, it predated me, but I might be wrong. Might be 80. Might be yeah, 80, could could be. Yeah. I don't think it's right. any later than that, really. All right, I'm losing the screen, Jeff. So we're back to the other. Yeah, I'm prepared. You're, I'm good. You're good. All right, thank you very much. Probably have. I'm looking up airplane now to see what you're. A higher tech 
way of doing this in the future as opposed to me just going i'm getting out of the screen now can i get we'll, out we'll grow okay? we will grow don't worry 1980 ah good uh, call. airplane so filmed in 79 i'm sure and and uh, released in 1980 still call. funny today all right i probably should have stayed in there jeff because we're going right back to progressive trivia good so, lord so give i know it's just all powerpoint all the time this is just not surprising just looking at that screen you got to play it <laughs> I before just, i go to it you, What's that? I won't go to it until you hit play, so it's ready to go. It looks like you still have it in the the before the pre-play. There you go. So here we go. Can't uh, all right. So uh, edit all of this out of the podcast. I you, hope you you just you just uh, you just hate the fact that there's so much uh, visual aids, John Pelk. I mean, it it's just, a visual medium we're on right now. I mean, got to give got to give people what they want, man. It's that MTV influence when movies all of a sudden put there'd be a fight sequence in a movie and it was so quickly edited together because there's a whole generation that was raised on you know, the five best. second clips. Around. Give me a give me a Merchant around. Ivory, you know, something nice, around. nice, long discussion. Around. But you're all Mr. Bells and Whistles. <laughs> All right, here you go. Woo, look, there's I a gave you your montage music for your montage rant. <laughs> you really do. Again, really do. again, uh, it we are you. I've never done this. Obviously, no need to have slides during a podcast. But now it's YouTube. I thought I'd give our viewers, our our two viewers, a break of our faces. I mean, I, now, now we're on just the side. I wish I could go thing. back to the last uh, episode's chat because uh, you were being accused of doing this because Tom Marino asked for it and that you have a loyalty that goes beyond typical loyalty for Tom Marino. Well, I do have a, a great loyalty to Tom Marino. We go back, you know, close, close to 50 years at this point in time. So here we go. First set of clues were these 10 time plus pro bowler. 175-plus all-purpose yards in the Peach Bowl. And I know it's the Peach Bowl, Lenny and John. Played in 10-plus playoff games and at least one Super Bowl. Played for five head coaches in my first five years. One head coach in my next five years. These are the next four clues coming up. Started over 200 games. I'm a first-round pick. Played with Larry Centers and Wes Welker. And look at this stat. Had over 900 tackles. What? That might that might. That might give it away to a guy like John Pelkey. So there it is. And uh, let's see if we can do this again. Let's see if we can. Can we look back at the first There we go. Yep, those are the first clues. 10-time Pro Bowler, 175-plus all-purpose yards in the Peach Bowl, 10-plus playoff games, one Super Bowl at least. Played for five head coaches in my first five years and one head coach in my next and started over 200 games. First-round pick, played with Larry Centers and Wes Welker, had over 900 tackles. All right, I'm getting out. I just gave you a guess. Here it is. There it is, John Pelkey. Nice work. Thank you. Nice work out of you. I figured I I, 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 I debated whether I put the tackles clue into, yeah. into the second round, and I didn't at first, and I thought, ah, that's not that fair. Yeah, you, gotta, then, you really have gonna, to get to the position by the second you, set of clues. You really do. You really do. So there it is, and congratulations. Congratulations. I'm sure that Larry Centers and Wes Welker clue was the one that gave it away for you. First. Actually, the Wes Welker clue helped me a lot. Really? Yeah, because I knew I knew what teams Wes Welker played. Two years though, just a measly two years for that All guy. Right. Played All with right. that team. Good I for you. you know, I uh, you know, I it's amazing what you remember. I don't right. think for Wes Welker. Uh, I know. Hello, man. Crush on Wes Welker. Uh, I, I know you do. I know. Short you wide do. receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short white wide receivers. You and Bill Short Belichick people. got that in common. <laughs> All right, I'm get I'm getting out of the screen there, Jeff. All right. 
Am I safe? You are. You I, you've been safe for for a, a bit. For, for months. Okay. <laughs> Until right, you get back go. to That's Central it. Florida, you're safe. As long as yes, you're not I, ordering a beer in a bar down here, you're safe, Mark. Yeah, my goodness. So so what do you think? I mean, I I mean, I th- there's a there's a part of me now. It's a growing part of me. Maybe it's almost a 20% right now that thinks yep. maybe I should should stay a little bit in New York. I mean, John, what 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 are your thoughts? I would recommend it because you're going to get home and there aren't going to be any books on your porch because now I know there's a book on the big red machine on your porch. I'm driving down to your apartment as soon as I get out of this podcast. <laughs> so there's really no point in coming back, Mark. Got to be honest. Yeah, if my wife said reason. stay I'm in New York for a little while, I'd be staying in New York for a little while. Just saying. If I had the pass, I'd be staying in New York. Yeah, stay in New York. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was able to, yes. Yeah. See a Broadway show. <laughs> There's no business. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, gracious. All right. So uh, this is kind of a new, a new type of topic coming up here, and it's called high stakes. Maybe I should have had a, a screen that said high stakes with an exclamation point. That would have really bothered John Pelkey. I might, I might have just stakes. I might have been might... already in my car heading down to your porch. That's all I know. <laughs> it's just, it's just so, I you so can't wait for the show to end. So, so I can if get I wasn't this book. so, if I wasn't so lazy, because I am, as we know, my driving force is 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 absolute and utter sloth. But I would I would leave here following this drive and take a picture of myself on your porch with your books and just forward it to you. Yeah, uh, but that's, awfully that's a lot effortful. of effort. That's a, a lot, lot of effort. Effortful. And I have to admit, Mark, I, and just completely off topic, I had kind of an old man moment the other day where I was walking my dogs. Just a moment. Yeah. Well, this is a big one. And you, you'll you'll appreciate this for your um, uh, be, because of some wisdom that you imparted many, many years ago about when you reach a certain age, what you need to do to, to survive. <laughs> but I was but I was walking my dogs. I was walking my dogs and there's a uh, florist shop near my house, as you know, right around the corner. And they have a florist cat that is an indoor outdoor cat and stays in the window. And he's really great cat named BJ. And. He was outside the store and hiding behind some flower pots. And one of my dogs, uh, not the pit bull, who's just the sweetest thing in the world, but the little beagle corgi mix, Lennon, my dog Lennon, um, could smell that there was a cat there and went after the cat because the cat started hissing at him. Lennon lives with cats. He doesn't mind. But if a cat hisses and swipes at him, Lennon's down. He's going to fight. He won't start the fight, but he's going to finish it. And so he started dragging me in one direction. And then my pity, uh, Emmy Lou, uh, got all excited and started going in another direction. Well, long story short, standing in front of this while cars were at the at the uh, stoplights, they spun me around and I fell completely on my back. And I was able to keep my head from hitting the concrete, and it was close. But I fell down on my hip, Mark. I fell. I'm an old man who fell on his hip. Yeah, seriously. So you know. That, yeah. I it it was yeah. almost. That was it. I'm coming, Elizabeth. Because if I break my hip, man, my right. age, I get pneumonia. I'm dead oh, yeah. in a month. There's You're no not. doubt about it. You're not surviving. You're not so, surviving that gauntlet. You're not. So now, what my body feels like instead, because it didn't hit my head, and it was fine to really scrape myself up. I, I, you know, I was pretty dexterous actually. I was, I'd, I'd wex, Wes Welker like dexterity, which you know I was enjoying an athlete for, for again, uh, for an old short white guy. <laughs> right. Well done. Well and done. I, I was able to wrangle the dogs, not drop the dogs. And fall down without hitting my head or out scraping myself up. But yesterday, and more importantly today, 
I feel like I took a ride in my dryer. Like I literally just crawled in the dryer and said, yeah, put me on a rapid dry and just threw me around because every, every inch of my body hurts right now. So you do have an extra special excuse to not come to my house and take a picture of yourself stealing yeah, the big red machine books. Book on the big red machine sounds two of them. good. What are, two books on the big red machine? Two. And and I'll give you another I'll give you another hint. The way I'm structuring this next week uh-huh. is I is I'm going to have the uh the climax of the story, if you will, uh the 1975 World Series. So everything builds to that. Then the denouement is sort of what happened after that to them. Yeah. But so there's one book just on the series. Denouement. And, 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 denouement. <laughs> First Muslims and now denouement. What in God? I turn. I want to know about sports. I want an apology from Bubba Wallace. That's all I know. All right, sorry. No, I like it. I like that new character. I like that new character, and I like the reasonable guy uh, dealing with it. You know, the, the, the reasonable guy saying, well, you know, it's just, it's just a term. It's just a, uh, a term for a story. Just a word. And, uh, <laughs> ain't no so, word I've never heard. So I've, I've got a book on the entire 1975 season, and then I've got a, a book on the actual uh, Big Red Machine. Big Red Machine and how it was built and what happened and all that good stuff. And I have a, I, I've garnered some information already and I'm putting it I'm putting it together but I'm letting you know the structure of the uh, of of the of the deep dive will land in that series and Sounds that great. year right which is really fun really Sounds fun, fun. Uh, so if I have this correct you ordered two books I did that you won't see best case scenario until late Sunday night early Monday morning yes Shows on Friday. Friday. So you basically you're just gonna binge read for two for three days, four days. Because I had the A's book for like two weeks. They're picture books. (laughs) The pop up books. Are they pop up books like the dude? We (laughs) We actually met a guy who made pop up. Very big print. Yes, very big print. See Pete run. Run, Pete, (laughs) run. Lots of that that's the first chapter. Actually, that's the first entire chapter, and then there's and then there's pictures the rest of the way. So I'm I'm in good shape. I think All I'm right, in good fair shape. enough. No, I think that's great. The, the fact that you invested in two books, I only really invested in one, and then read a lot of uh, other things. But they're now the funny thing is since then because you know as if you order anything online or you, the yes you're targeted yes you're targeted. The Wizard of Oz now knows every so I'm bombarded with uh, different A's books, A's paraphernalia. Oh my every- God, A's books, A's paraphernalia. If I can get one of those throwback yellow A's jerseys from oh, the seventies, you, you would wear I, I that. Would in do, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wouldn't put nineteen, my high school number, on the back of my name. <laughs> you can get those jerseys, by the way. When I saw a game yeah, in Oakland, sure there were quite a few of them. I yeah, there, I love that retro stuff, but it's pricey. And since none of us will ever work again, yeah. I mean, at least you're at least you know to the three. I know Leslie's now. It's Tom and. And and Lenny and David. So four. We got four. At some point in time, we had four viewers, uh, and and hopefully they're they've been relatively entertained. But you could uh, relatively entertain twice that, three times that, by just walking around your neighborhood with that old a- Oakland A's jersey, John Pelkey. Oh, those yellow and, ones. Uh, those were cool. And and if you have this need to entertain people, which I know you really don't, not at I all. I have a I have a much greater need for that yeah. than you do. <laughs> but at least you would satisfy you know having a eight to 10 people 
be pretty pleased. With, I uh, hate to admit uh, this. I, I mean, I hate to admit this because you know, everybody's going through it and it's all horrible. And, you know, this is the worst things ever happened to us. And, you know, blah, blah. I get it. It's grim. Move on. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's I'm sorry. That's a that's a reference from the television show Extras, which I'm rewatching. Uh, Ricky Gervais, great extras uh, show. But, uh, you know, all the people who are out there, man, I, I just want to get out and entertain someone. And I'm like, eh. yeah, I it's, I really. Gotta, gotta I've avoided go those. Stage. I've avoided those posts. <sighs> I don't want to. I don't want to get into all that. Oh, I, I, I want to be waka waka for the folks and bringing happy. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> David Lowe would like to see me in the jersey and nothing else. Well, well, there you go. I mean, that would. Uh, <laughs> it's a statement. Now, might, that might go to a desire that you have much more than I do, which is to repel people. You don't really enjoy entertaining people, but right. you do like the idea of repelling people. And perhaps, d- depending, I mean, who knows? You might, you know, you might be a. Did you have to well, get that jersey at a schmedium? <laughs> a schmedium. Now, I, sadly, even with the lost weight, it would have to be a large. I have. Ah. I have uh, deceptively broad shoulders for a man of my slight countenance. So uh, we were beginning the high stakes segment. Oh, yeah, let's know, go. 15, Sorry. 20 minutes. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's it's. But this is the idea is that. And the only reason I re- high stakes is because I want to ask you guys and I want to ma- make this a round robin segment. What is what's the most important thing on your mind sports wise right now? Like, what's the thing you're thinking about most? What's the thing you want most to happen and or not happen? What, uh, what means the most to you? What's the highest stakes story sports story in your mind, uh, right now? Do you even have one, John? Is it just, uh, start games, please start. (laughs) Well, I would say, I I mean, that might be it for me. I would say at the top of the list for me is I would like baseball to get started, uh, frankly, I, and basketball as well. But, you know, baseball, uh, I, I'm a little more interested in at this point because a 60 game season in this tight little run. I just think this is a fun baseball tournament. Um, but the thing that I'm thinking of the most uh, in all of these sports is when they start testing the positive tests because base basketball tested and they had about 5% of NBA players have tested positive, just under 6%, I think. So sitting around right right around where most... National average? Yeah, and uh, I, I think almost completely asymptomatic. There may be some people who, you know, very, very mild uh, things. But that, to me, if, because everything that we've talked about throughout this, the life of this podcast, which started during this quarantine and discussing sports coming back, is we have all talked about what we'd like to see, what we thought the best season would be, what wouldn't be great if baseball expanded the playoffs, and how many games is too few, and, and, the, and then the, the NBA tournament, oh my gosh, it's like a long March madness, it's going to be a lot of fun. But everything, the caveat for all of that was what kind of testing would be done and how would they do enough of that testing? And more importantly, what would happen if they started having larger breakouts? If it stays around the 5% thing, that, that is one thing. But if the breakouts start to be larger and more to the point right now, Mark, particularly in pertaining to basketball, is the the, the fact that you may only have – one or two of your players test positive. But on a basketball team, depending on those two players are, that could be it. That could just simply be it for you. 
that could do you in because not only will those people who are uh, who tested positive will have to be isolated and quarantined when they start tracing. So will other people. Yeah. So, and that really is really it's at the fore of my mind. I'm just yeah. hoping, hoping again, and, and, and I really am, I really do hope this. I know everybody thinks I'm, you know, Mr. Negative, Mr. Naysayer, but I'm really hoping that that number of positive tests doesn't extend beyond where it sits right now, that, you know, there will be positive tests, but if it stays around that 5% uh, area and it is not, it, 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 it's, uh, it isolates itself team-wise. I don't know how this is, so that it's equally spread out in that respect. So that it, so that even though these are shortened seasons, they will be asterisked seasons. That as we pick up and start going, that uh, all of these things, which are outside of the control of the teams, uh, will dilute the product that we get, even with these asterisks seasons if that makes any sense no i i agree and i think i'll, I'll get to that I, I that's front of mind as well to some degree what you're saying and i have a different a little bit of a different spin on it but yes uh i i i see where you're coming from jeff what's front of mind for you is it the nhl yes i want hockey badly i want to watch this tournament i'm, I'm looking forward to finally sitting down with my wife and uh watching every capitals game that happens get back on the ice all right, and have they settled on locations and everything else? They have not. They uh, they were the one of the quickest to decide that they were going to do it, but uh, they do not seem to be in any hurry. I think the yeah. reason why is because they're international. They're more international than any other sport. So yeah. they they're I think they're trying hard to have one of the city, one of the hub cities, most likely the east hub city, be Toronto which is going to be different difficult because you're going to have to cross a border with all of those people at some point which the country itself isn't allowing i think at this point in time still i, I, yeah, I agree think, i think they've shut down their southern border canada well uh, if, if I, you want to see mistaken. if you want to see a coup d'etat in canada tell the canadians <laughs> that you're not going to allow hockey to happen and justin yeah. trudeau will be uh persona non grata Yes. Yes. They, they will make they, they they will cast him uh, in iron to make a statue of him just to desecrate it. Right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I feel pretty comfortable. It's going to happen. I wish they would hurry up and figure her out. Yeah. And they just right. haven't. We haven't got a lot of information coming out of the NHL. And I think to Jeff's point uh, and, you know, they're they're waiting to see what happens. Certainly. Um, uh, the other thing with that is if they make an exception for hockey teams going in and out. There's going to be a whole swath of people who yes. lose their flipping mind over that as yeah, well. And legitimately so. I yeah, mean, really? I, I guess, but I mean, you can look who at you're it. going to give the exception to. Come on. It could, but I mean, I think if uh, here's what I would argue, and this might even appease the people on a different side than me, is that there are economic benefits for allowing that to continue and for those teams to go into some cities that could I really think, use the economic benefits. I mean, I think that's a good argument, but, I mean, you would ha get the people out there saying, you know, well, there's lots of different economic arguments right. for lots of different companies being able to do more inter- there are people standing in front of city council saying that uh, wearing a mask takes away their God-given right to breathe the way they were supposed to. Because apparently, if you put a mask on, it's of the devil. John, you have to change. That. You have to change your entire breathing. You no longer breathe through your lungs. You breathe out your ass, like they talk out their ass. By the way, yeah, that was ridiculous. That whatever Palm County thing that was. I have ridiculous. By the way, unbelievable. I have, I have a. Uh, 
a, a theory about all of that. And the woman who said, uh, I'm, I'm looking masks the same way I look at my underwear. I don't, I don't wear it. So things will breathe. I am under, I, I believe this to be true. Mark, you, you travel, you travel in theater, uh, circles as well. Circles, yeah. There are a lot of unemployed actors out there. Oh yeah. And I'm thinking some of these people are just like, I got to do a monologue somewhere. Yeah. So you maybe. got somebody who was, who was uh, scheduled to play uh, Jenny Lind and Barnum at the, at the West Palm dinner theater. And she's like, man, I got nothing to do. And it's like, ooh, there's like going to be 50 people. And, you know, got to perform. So just come up with the most ridiculous thing. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Ridiculous thing you can get. Go viral. And then at some point you're interviewed and you kind of, yeah, you know, I was just kidding. But here's my resume. And, uh, you know, so I think there's a little bit of that going on. A little bit of grandstanding going on. You turn on the camera and people will come and do stupid shit. That's fun. That is, that's a very fun, uh, we've noticed. Actors, Mark. we've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. No, I want to go to, I want to go to every rally out there, you know, and, uh, and just pretend to be someone else. Although now you, I don't you really can Leonard Zelig, all of the rallies. It's just like, it'll take people like two weeks and then they'll realize yeah. like, who's that little dude. Stand I know, but someone my age with my proclivities, it's probably not worth the risk. John three sixteen sign or something. Oh, everything. I'll, oh, I'll run security for you, Mark. I'll run you. I'll run security for you. You're good. I appreciate that, and I need some long guns as well for that character I, that I play. Because I have. I'm going to do the gamut. You're so good. I'm sure Jeff can help me with that one too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Civil uh, War must get if that's helpful. Uh, that's perfect. Doesn't that'll hurt. One, that'll be one. Never hurts. Is it is it a Confederate musket? Because that's perfect. It's a union, it's a union musket. Uh, and I mean, I think most of the, I'm I'll not get sure. out of the rally. There weren't a lot. There wasn't a lot of manufacturing in the South in the antebellum era. Uh, that's true. That's... More agricultural. So I think most of those guns were probably made up north. Uh, it was the it was the Rhett Butlers of the world that were mercenaries that would yeah. get the guns down to the to the Southerners. Yeah, there was an ironworks in it. Richmond, but uh, I'm, I think the Tredegar ironworks uh, just made cannons for the Union. This is what lost the war for them. They weren't manu- They didn't have a large manufacturing base. All well, right, if you'd so, like to go down that road, uh, I have a couple of here we go. A couple of opinions. We've already right. gone down it. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> Lenny said the WNBA is front of mind for him. He just wants to, he just wants to, you know, he wants either you to go down the road of how much you hate women's sports. (laughs) Certainly the WNBA, you can't stand it. You think it's far inferior and, and, or me lecturing you as to how misogynistic and old sports misogynistic guy that, that you are. Oh, a high school basketball team could beat the WNBA. I've never boys basketball team. I've never said that. I know, and I don't right. believe that to be true. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so front of mind for you, Jeff, is hockey. Front of mind for you, uh, John, is, is uh, MLB. But also, what are they going to do protocol-wise yeah. if things happen? And, and that's my whole thing. You know what my front of mind thing is right now? The Giants? It, is, is No, not even the Giants. But it has to do with sports. It has totally to do with sports. And it has to do with just the overall economy. And that is that these tests uh, – as opposed to being scary and concerning, actually, after a couple of weeks, show us, you know what? There are so many people that have these antibodies out there. And as long as we continue to be uh, responsible with folks that are vulnerable, Im- immunocompromised, aged, uh, that we can um, that we can move on. And that if people are people test positive, it's not the end of the world, that it can be contained. There are treatments out there that are already showing very good science, cheap treatments, by the way. I, I think uh, one of them I heard about was a, was a steroid treatment that really does affect 
all of the issues internally that you could be struggling with right. if, if it's a severe case of the coronavirus. And so I, what I'm hoping is that the, the statistics and the science bear out the idea that it is as about as the mortality rate is about the flu or or below it, that there are just so many people and that these tests just confirm that as opposed to get us scared, get us worried, shut everything down, including uh, an NBA team. To your point, John, if two if two of the starting players test positive, maybe it's just two weeks and then they're back now right. two weeks. In this in this environment yeah. is a, is an entire series, if not a series and a half, if they're right. in the playoffs. So yes, so yes, it, it would be hard for them to overcome that. But but that's what I hope for is that we we finally get to a point where these explosions of cases are just telling us that yeah we're reopened, and yeah this is the new normal, and yeah we got to be careful and isolate the vulnerable, uh, and and be safe on our own. But it's it's generally okay. I, 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 that's front of mind for me is that that's where we all agree is where the disease is. Now, of course, when we finally uh, get to that point as a country where we all agree on that, it'll be October and uh, (laughs) a new set of deadly coronavirus will be on our shores. Yeah, I've never thought of it in those terms, Mark. I think that's uh, I think that's a really excellent point is that uh, here you have something that's very, very visible and you'll see the visible effects of testing because it's it's really still. It's not, even though it's something that we're all thinking about, you know, you see a story in the news with with a PowerPoint presentation. Mark will come running in the room because, God, if he hears PowerPoint, he, he's going to be there. But if you see if you see those numbers, get it's, some visual aid. It, 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 it's not as visceral as if it's happening to you're wa- actively watching a sport and all of a sudden guys who playing or not playing. Um, I think uh, then it's going to have more visceral effect on you. But if I think if, to, to your point, if the positive test percentages stay essentially where they are and we don't see a huge spike and, and, and God forbid that we do in deaths and they continue to find uh and, and certainly in the NBA, the, the thing that's going to happen for those folks is the minute that there's a, a positive test, they're going to get the best care possible. And that's not always happening, particularly in poor communities. And that's part of the problem. But if we don't see a, a, a an explosion of fatalities or hospitals filling up, um, which they are a little bit right now, if we see a little bit less of that or it doesn't get uh, much worse, then perhaps to your point, it can be in some way a... Uh, uh, a comforting thing for us to know yeah. that yeah. Uh, if we use good common sense, and I think the, the leagues are all going to be very, very um, upfront about, I mean, we're going to see a lot of stories about that when they start playing in as to what they're going through yeah. um, as far as testing and how they're being kept in the bubble down here. If it does indeed still happen down here in Orlando, I think it will, right. but I think we would all be remiss if we didn't say at this point, there's a possibility they may have to rethink that. But, uh, I think if all of those things happen, that the, the numbers of positive tests, uh, we don't see uh, a rise in fatalities, that it may act as, and we get educated as to this is why this is happening. These people are really, really paying attention to what's important, social distancing, wearing masks. Um, that Yeah, it could have a positive effect outside of the positive effect of the fact that we all would just like to watch some live sports. Yeah, that's front of mind for me is good, to see. Good, you know, that's to- smart. Yeah, I hope I hope that's the case. And and uh, there's certainly evidence that it could be or at least uh, possibilities. There are some models that 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 suggest that that could happen. In other words, John, it's a possibility, you know, not maybe not a probability at this point because we don't know enough, but it is a possibility. And that's what's front of mind for me. All right. 
Uh, I think we, we need to do four more clues, don't we? Yeah, we do. All right, here we go. All right, Jeff, um, you can talk among yourselves as I get my screen ready to go. Can, all right, so I'm safe to do this, right, Jeff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. He's, he's just you waiting worry, on me. You I worry know, about just, you. I'll, I'll make sure it happens. We don't need to discuss it. I know. It. I'm just, I keep I'm just forgetting a silly, him. silly man. We were talking amongst ourselves. I just keep forgetting about hockey because they announced so long ago when they were coming back, and then they just they just went quiet. Well, and I was yeah. reading a lot of stories about the international aspect to to Jeff's point about it, which makes it, uh, you know, it's we talk about all the moving parts these teams have to put together, and this just makes it one more that that we're not thinking about. We have international players in all sports, but in hockey, it's gosh, what's, what's the percentage of guys who aren't Canadian or Americans? It's got to be fifty percent. Yeah, it's thirty at least, and and yeah. uh, my wife listens to the NHL Network twenty four seven, so I get a lot wow. of updates on that. Whenever I walk into a room yeah. or get in the car and have to change the channel, I usually listen to ten or fifteen minutes of it. All right, cool. You yeah. married well, Jeff. I chose well wisely. How do you? All right, these are the first four clues. Ten time, ten time plus Pro Bowler had one hundred seventy five plus All Purpose yards in the Peach Bowl. Played in 10-plus playoff games and at least one Super Bowl. Played for five head coaches in my first five years. And uh, one head coach in my next five years, which is pretty fun. And uh, let's see if this works. There we go. Not if you're some of us. Started over 200 games. First-round pick. Played with Larry Centers and Wes Welker. And had over 900 tackles in the NFL. Played for 15 years with two teams. He's a Hall of Famer. Went to a school in the Southeastern Conference and led the league in interceptions one year. And I don't—I actually don't have a slide for the uh, for who it is, believe it or not. So I'm wow. going to get out. I'm going to—I know—I'm going to get out of this. I'm getting out of this now, Jeff. I'm getting out of it. Here we go. And so there it is. And John, you—you you correctly guessed it. Do we have any guesses at all? I don't think negative. Don't think none, in the, none in the comments. Uh, actually, no guesses. yeah, no, none, no guesses in the comments. So obviously, the nine hundred tackles, John, let you know that he's a, he's a defensive player, and obviously, right. the first four clues with the uh, production he had in the Peach Bowl uh, against your team, by the way, the Virginia Cavaliers in that particular game, uh, uh, suggests that he was an offensive player as well, and this guy was. Yeah, uh, in college, he was a phenomenal. Uh, it is not Charles Woodson, Tom Marino, but nice, nice work. This guy Charles Woodson um, did not play in the Southeastern Conference. He did not. Out. He was a Michigander, uh, Big Ten guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, major two-sport guy in college, yeah. and this is in yeah. the '90s. This is the late '90s for crying out loud. There it is, Lenny. Lenny got it right. Champ Bailey, congratulations. Right. And Champ Leonard Bailey row. Also, Bailey. I, you know, one of the clues that I would have put up for Champ Bailey, Mark, not to Monday morning quarterback your uh, progressive trivia, but what the hell. But I will anyway. Um, I, is I would have put up uh, was uh, uh, was part of a blockbuster NFL trade. Yeah. Because he yeah. was part of one of the very few uh, Pro Bowl starter for Pro Bowl starter trades in NFL history. That continued to work for both teams. Clint it was a win-win. Yeah, Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey. So Clinton Portis went to went to the Skins, and uh, Champ Bailey went to the Denver Broncos. I don't know why they just don't call them the Skins. Everyone calls them the Skins. You know, just call them the Skins. That's easy. 
You know what yeah. I mean? That was my that was my whole thing. Just and have a potato or something as the as the <laughs> moniker. I always the said the helmet should look like a red the skin potato. It should just be a red helmet and then a few eyes on it here and there, maybe like a brown spot every now and yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. We could make it look like a red skin potato. Then we could call the cowboys the shirts. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. Idea. And they just Perfect. Are completely flesh colored. Yes. Yeah, we're right, talking, we're talking about the Cowboys way too much in the show, by the way. So uh, you both have a little soft spot for the Giants as we close the show. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I, of, I've had a because soft of Farhan Zaidi. Oh, there it is again. Not necessarily because <laughs> of him, but what it. he said is what yes. brought me in. He, oh, he yeah. said, "Fuck that guy," and you can quote me. I just, you know, looking back, you should have had a slide for that. Yeah. Again, see, this is the thing. I, I start this, and so this this is my life, John, is that not only am I going to spend half my time beating myself up and being in deep shame about what I did the last time and give, giving a wrong clue, but I'll spend half my time, you know, being in defensive mode. But I put this, this uh, you know, extra effort in. I have to admit there's an extra effort for the PowerPoint. Yeah. And from you, all I get is vitriol. You just want to do this. You just like looking at your, you just like Mark. Why are you doing? Oh, MTV. Oh, what a, and, and here's Jeff going, you know what you should have done. You could have done this, 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 this. this I'm just this. trying to improve upon That's your perfection. Me. I'm trying to improve upon your perfection. I should have kept my mouth See? shut. No, but no, again, no. I'm, Mark, I'm, just, I'm just giving you a hard time. But again, and I don't mean to give you a hard time, but it's really what's entertaining about this show. Uh, yeah, you know, true. it's but you didn't have a Champ Bailey slide at the end with his picture on it. So you no, are, I fell short. You, you are I fell kind short. of the living embodiment of the primer colored car. You know, I'm going to paint my car. God, dang, I'm going to paint the car. Car going to look good. And then you don't put the primer on. And then. Wow, I got, I got, I got, uh, I got other things to do. I got to read these two Reds wow. books, so well, I'm not going to be able to finish that. I'm, I'm going to make Mark stay because I think this is all that really matters. <laughs> Tommy, Tom Marino, loving the PowerPoint. Good I think man. Tom, listen, it'll I be think, better too, Tom. It'll be better in the future. I probably. I think Tom needs to start earning his, uh, earning his. Uh, pay on this show because well he gets paid what we all do clearly um <laughs> but uh you know uh tom marino well-known musician yes. nationally yes, yes. Uh, internet internationally i would i would say i mean I, I love rocks off but uh this show really really does deserve a theme song maybe may oh yeah maybe he write he writes his yeah he writes a song and plays it that's right for uh for after further review and we'll give him two points on the back end of this thing if it ever makes any money <laughs> i don't know two points is it's an awful lot, actually. But, uh, <laughs> well, we'll take that from you. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar could very well be the goat. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Oh no, that's something else that just popped up because it's, it's, it's uh, the Oz. It's the Wizard of Oz telling me what I'm thinking or telling me uh, what the comments should be thinking. I mean, it's, it's. We're in, we're in the Matrix, John. We're in, we're in the Matrix. It's just more obvious now than it used to. And 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 to Jeff's point, it's probably all controlled by China. So uh, if that is the existential threat, I mean, I really, see- he's broken it down. The existential yeah. threat on the right is China. The existential threat on the left is 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 in the right's mind, the guy who's protecting us from China. So there you go. That's that's the those are the battle lines right there. Just one quick question, Mark. Who yeah. of the of your NBA starting five? Who's your coach? Phil Jackson. Phil? Okay. Not yeah. Red Auerbach? 
No, 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 no. Spolstra? Yeah, there you go. That's mine. <laughs> All right. That does it for us. Thanks to the Jim O'Brien. Jimmy O'Brien. Thanks, thanks to a handful of viewers out there. Uh, and thanks, everyone, listening on the podcast. This has been After Further Review for Jeff, John, I'm Mark. Have a safe, safe day. We'll talk to you soon.